0: Welcome to Venezuela Insider, the only service in Venezuela for expats, digital nomads, entrepreneurs, investors, travelers, and related internationals. For more information, please visit VenezuelaInsider.com. Today I'm going to be reacting to the Indigo Traveler YouTube channel videos about Venezuela. And if you don't know, this YouTuber, Indigo Traveler, is a YouTuber from New Zealand, I believe. quote me on that. And he does these travel blogs on conflict nations. This is a rough video that he makes on nations such as North Korea, South Saharan African nations, Middle Eastern nations, and of course, he had to come to Venezuela when we had some turmoil. Uh, Before we start, I have to clarify that he came on early 2019. At that moment, the country had some turmoil because that was the season when Maduro, the president here in Venezuela, was not recognized by many nations, including the United States, and they recognized Juan Guaidó. Juan Guaido is, well, at the moment, was the president of the Venezuelan Congress. He's on the Venezuelan opposition, politicians, and they got some turmoil in Venezuela. Things were decent back then, compared to other times. However, they we had some issues on that year, and of course, this YouTuber made statements and he clarifies that his opinions are on his own experience on the country at the moment. Uh, he made a bunch of videos, he made a playlist about 10 videos about Venezuela. I didn't watch them all, I just watched a couple, he's a very talented blogger, youtuber, whatever. So I'm going to leave that playlist on the description below if you want to check whole video i'm going to react to some takes that he had He had to the country back then
1: venezuela being a big oil producer we are suffering uh, right now of a cri- fuel crisis uh, there is a big there are grid lines long lines to get the fuel you can see there is a big line there
0: he first mentioned about uh, some problems with Gasoline, getting gasoline. He was on a gas line on a gas station And he was talking about that At the moment we don't have gas Shortages issues because back then Gasoline was pretty much Free, it was pretty cheap. It just cost just a few cents to get gasoline. However, because it was That cheap and you know, gasoline is expensive in most places. And of course, we had these long lines on the on the pump lines because just for the fact that it was pretty much free gasoline. And we had some issues with the supply of gasoline for free gasoline at the moment, and that's why you saw all of those lines on the individual Traveler videos. However, today the situation is quite different. Gasoline is way expensive compared to back then in Venezuela, although it is way more cheaper compared to the rest of the world. The gasoline price at the moment is 50 cents per liter. That means it's less than $2 per gallon. That's way cheaper compared to the United States, to the European Union, and basically any country on the world. Way cheaper than most places in Latin America, so keep that in mind. On the context of such videos, and those videos were
2: issued. It's common for banks to have big lines outside. Yeah, when you see a big line in a bank, it's because they are all uh,
1: cashing their pension, their pension, or trying to get some cash,
2: money, money, cash, right? But it's why does Banco de Venezuela belongs to the government? The majority of people still use cards, so why do these people want cash? Because there are places where there are no uh-huh. possibility to pay with credit, debit
1: credit, card. There are people who live outside Caracas and need to pay 1,000, 2,000 bolivares each day, coming and going and coming, so it's 4,000 bolivares a day.
0: Mm-hmm. He also mentions... Uh, problem with the money with the physical money and with the uh, with the cashiers and the ATMs that they didn't have cash okay the cash situation back then and right now is a little bit different but here's the main takeaway uh, at the moment you in order to get physical bolivars the local currency, you had to pay a premium because it was Hard to get physical cash back then, the Venezuelan Bolivars, on the streets. And most people, what they do is they have an ATM card, a check card in order to do their payments. At the moment, if you go to, say, a local market, a pretty cheap market, and you carry physical cash, it was cheaper to purchase the products compared if you swipe your car. So it was this spread between physical cash and the electronic money. And of course, he, he was witness of such a thing. However, in, right now, the situation is not that bad. It's not this big spread. You can get cash pretty easily here in Venezuela, although the ATM system doesn't work pretty well. And, but you have that issue. And right now, uh, the Venezuela, at the moment, the Venezuela was starting to be de facto dollarized. But at the moment, Bolivars were more used than the US dollars. Bolivars were more used than the US dollars. Sorry about that. At the moment, uh, we have more dollars in circulation. So basically, when you pay with cash on the street, you most likely will be using USDs instead of Bolivars. However, if you have physical cash of both currencies are completely accepted, they are de facto both legal tender here in Venezuela, so you won't have that issue. He also talks about huge lines outside of the banks. And this used to happen and still happens, but very unfrequently. But back then, on early 2019, it happened a lot. Is that people uh, they did these huge lines in order to get cash? Usually these, these situations were made by people who they were collecting their pensions. And here's the thing. like I said before, uh, the physical cash, the physical cash, had a premium on the market. So people, usually people who don't have a lot of economic resources, they did these lines on the banks because physical cash was more valuable than getting the electronic cash, I meaning the electronic money using the ATM card, the check card. So if they were able to get the physical cash, they can get a spread on that and get more goods and services using that physical cash. So They were incentivized in order to make this grossly big bank lines and spend maybe the whole morning on that and get the cash. And like I said, they get a spread on that and they either can sell it on a premium on the electronic money or they can just go straight into the local markets get more products and services using physical
1: cash. So we started this program to help each other like in this crisis to at least have, have one meal at the table. So we have uh, here in Petare 30 uh, soup kitchens like like this one, a house of a person that they open their houses. Right now the kids are arriving here so they can have a, a meal. Right. for. Much of these kids, this is the only meal they can have at the, during the day. Like they only eat once a day in these soup kitchens. Right, if somebody's watching this video now, do you have a website where people can donate money? Yes, we have a, a GoFundMe. I can okay. give you the GoFundMe. That, leave the link below. Okay, the link. Anybody wants. To okay, know. that's okay. really nice. We almost all the money we we receive is by a website, by a GoFundMe. Okay. We started that way. It's incredible because in the worst prices we have. We we also have like the best stories of solidarity and how everyone can help. They don't have money right now to help, but they have their heart yeah. and the, their work. It's beautiful and it's like more, more powerful than, than
0: money. Your takeaway is that he went to a soup kitchen. So he went to a slum and went to a kitchen when, where they received some donations. And make food for kids and actually he he left the the link in order to donate some money to keep you know buying food for that kitchen that helps impoverished people especially impoverished kids they go and eat a meal on such place they do a very humanitarian activity over there and this guy, the traveller, of course, on that and he was moved by this place and, and I watched the videos, and videos, uh, this soup kitchen is on a slump in Caracas. And, and of course, that was a very, you know, a strong situation to witness. And, and of course, uh, this is, of course, completely true. Uh, we have poverty here in Venezuela. We have a lot of poverty. I'm not going to. I'm not gonna say otherwise, and the situation happens not only in all Latin America. it happened all around the world, and of course, Venezuela got pretty impoverished on the past decade, and that is one of the consequences. And it's hard for me as a Venezuelan, born and raised, to watch that video, and that affected me a little bit. If I have to be honest. Well, it's completely true. Uh, no um, argument on that.
1: from Monday to Friday and he's resting his Saturday here, listening music with, with his family. Um, there is a bottle of something there. Ah, More or less,
0: also mentions that he visited a pro government slum here in Venezuela well the term pro government slum is you know is relative uh, first you have to take in mind taking consideration that uh, the government only has between 10 and 15% of popular support so that means that over 80% of the country, they don't support the local government and they have reasons not to support it. However, having said that, uh, he went to, of course, a rough neighborhood where you have people that still support the local government. They are pretty fanatic of the late president Hugo Chavez and they have these murals and 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 of course you have everything covered with uh, Chavismo images, the, you know, the local regime, and and of course, you're going to find pro-government supporters, but I wouldn't say the whole slum is pro-government, I just want to clarify that, but still the video, you can see that on the video.
1: I don't blame these people for having this, I only think...
2: This is not Just one Just one Sí, This is a bathroom After the viewpoint we stopped in a place called Las Mercedes, which used to be a really happening place and it still kind of is, but it used to be where all the kind of nightclubs are and things and the very popular nightlife. It's there still is some there, but not as popular as it used to be because being out at night in, in Caracas is extremely dangerous. So we had some coffee and some nice little cakes here. I know what this looks like. It's very disturbing to see this kind of culture after in some of my last videos you've seen people starving. But as I say, I do think it's important to show the full picture, show that there are still these upper middle class areas of the city. And if you have the money, you can still live this kind of lifestyle. So it is quite disturbing, the difference in wealth, but I think it is very important to document and to show that this is still going on in the country. Notches guys i'm back at the hotel now after we were at that viewpoint we went down to like a coffee house really interesting to see and i think it's important to show the other side of the coin you know over the last few days we've seen more of the you know the slums and the rundown neighborhoods so today we thought we'd take a nice day out have a look around you know where basically the elite of the country get to go. It's a sad situation, the extreme contrast between the situation of this country, but I, I really think it's important to show that.
0: And lastly, I want to mention that he also visited Las Mercedes. Las Mercedes is a high-end neighborhood in Caracas. I mentioned it a couple of times in my videos about Las Mercedes. And I also when there. He didn't went just to, you know, the slums or the impoverished areas. He went to Las Mercedes, he went to a couple of fancy restaurants, fancy sites, some did some shopping or something when, and saw the site, on the rich side of Caracas. And, but of course that's also true. Uh, Las Mercedes is a high-end place and and of course, expensive to live and go to these places for the average Venezuelan. Like in most places on the world, it's expensive to live in Manhattan or live in Los Angeles or live on the West End in London or, where, or live in the high-end neighborhoods in Paris or you name it or living in Dubai or whatever may be the case. But it's also a reality from Venezuela. Actually I've done a couple videos about Caracas and that's one of the things that I don't like that much about Caracas because the contrast is pretty strong. You see very impoverished neighborhoods, impoverished slums on Venezuela and also you see a very rich areas on the East Caracas side. Uh, I, I did a video why I don't recommend expats and digital nomads to stay start. Coming to Venezuela, starting for Caracas. Already did that video, and my takeaway here is you know it's pretty strong. Although I know the this guy Indigo Traveler, that's his brand. Making this very harsh contrast of extreme poverty and extreme wealth, and that's their thing. Uh, that's not my thing. Actually, I don't watch such content. Not only for Venezuela, but for whatever may be the case, i like to be on the middle. And uh, having said that, it's mm, a great work for this YouTuber, Newer Traveler, a quite successful YouTuber. And if you wanna watch the whole video series about Venezuela, I'm gonna leave it on the description below. Thanks again for watching the video. Please like, share, and subscribe. Check our social media, check our website, Thanks again, have a nice day.